Welcome to the Multifamily Five, where industry experts provide raw information about how they are achieving success in the current market conditions. And now, your host, Dallas-based real estate broker, Mark Allen. And welcome to the Multifamily Five. Today, I'm excited to have DJ McClure. DJ, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so it's it's been a while since I've recorded a conversation. Excited to have you on. We connected. Uh, seems like maybe uh, a month and a half, two months ago, uh, through a friend, and uh, excited to kind of hear your value proposition and what you're doing at National Flood Experts. So, with that, if you want to go ahead and, and introduce yourself and the National Flood Experts, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a national account executive um, with National Flood Experts. We're a civil engineering firm based in Tampa, Florida, and we have a few overlapping expertise within our organization, um, and we work purely in the flood zones, um, helping clients identify when they have a property that maybe have been placed in the flood zone by mistake. And so we have an engineering and insurance background internally that allows us to you know, identify when there's cost-saving opportunities uh, for a client's portfolio. Great. And for those that may not know, it may be new to multifamily or exploring multifamily, um, obviously the value of the properties is based on the income and the expenses. Uh, and in this case, if, if the property is in the flood zone, uh, typically lenders will, will require flood insurance, um, and that's going to add to your insurance expense. So, you know, huge value in this, if you can end up um, basically adjusting uh, the property out of the flood zone and don't have to pay that extra expense. So with that, how common is it that you can remove properties from the flood zone? So right now, nationally, we're seeing uh, 65% of the properties that we review um, qualify in some capacity to have some of the structures removed from the flood zone. Um, if you have, say, a, a sample property, 25 buildings, it's not uncommon that perhaps, you know, maybe half of the buildings qualify, um, whereas in some other cases, it might be all 25. And so to your point um, regarding the NOI, you know, even removing, 20, you know, half of the buildings can still make a substantial reduction in, in that cost. And we're finding this from the Southeast Gulf areas all the way out to California and into the Northeast. Great. And from a high level, what does that process look like on your end? What, what is involved? Yeah. So when we work with a client, we ask for a copy of their flood policy declaration pages. This allows us to understand what their lender is requiring because um, it may not be all the structures. The flood zone may only impact a portion of the property. Uh, um, so the declaration pages, uh, the elevation certificates is, gives us a key piece of information. Uh, there's typically an elevation certificate for each building. There are cases where those documents may not exist. And so being that our engineering firm is licensed um, in a number of states nationwide, we are able to go out into the field uh, and actually collect new data. And so this is where we tend to really uncover a lot of situations um, and inconsistencies in prior data that can be very valuable to 
the investor. Great. And then where do we find properties? I mean, are you working with investors uh, or for properties nationwide? Um, Is there anything specific uh, on the question, I guess, where do properties qualify? Yeah, I mean, we continue to find them in new areas. We've had projects recently in Connecticut, um, out in downtown Los Angeles, you know, New Orleans, Houston are obviously very uh, flood prone areas, but there's really no particular area that's more prone to qualifying than another. Um, The flood zones are made on a more macro level scale and they don't take into account the individual elevation uh, differences when you start looking structure by structure within a community. And so we're able to then do an analysis at a more building by building level and identify and uncover those mistakes in the flood map. Okay, great. Uh, and, and just for reference, I mean, if you own a property, let's say in Houston, and after that, you know, a heavy hurricane and flooding, um, if maybe some of uh, the surrounding properties may have been minimally damaged, but your property wasn't touched, um, or I don't know, maybe you're in Dallas, Fort Worth, and you're next to a creek or something like that, and there was heavy rains and, and some flooding, but your property wasn't affected. Does any, does any situation or story like that help um, in this process? It definitely piques curiosity when someone like in Houston um, didn't flood during Harvey, but yet they're still being required by their lender for flood insurance uh, and they're paying it at the highest price. So in those situations, they're definitely worth uh, looking into being that we do the initial review at no cost. Um, I always recommend to anyone, if you're being required to pay flood insurance on a property, it's worth our team taking a look. Um, if we don't find anything, then at, le- at least we can give you some reassurance that, you know, you're in the best possible scenario that you can be. Okay. Let's talk about Aloma. What is a letter of MAP amendment and what impact does it have on flood insurance? Good question. So when we identify a property that we've classified is now part of the flood zone by mistake, Uh, We take our engineering analysis, we submit it to FEMA, and they issue a federal letter of MAP amendment, or LOMA, you'll hear it referred to as, uh, which is a federal document stating that those structures are now part of the X zone. And an X zone, um, as recognized by a lender, is no longer required for flood insurance, and those structures will qualify for what's called a preferred risk policy, uh, which is you know, typically in multifamily, around 700 or so a building, which is quite uh, less than what most people tend to be paying at, you know, a high-risk flood zone price. All right. And how long does it take to have a letter of MAP amendment process and then go ahead and process those, uh, I, I guess, get the insurance refunds thereafter? Sure. So for certain states, um, we can have the process done in as quick as five days. And so in the more straightforward cases, um, we can send everything off and have the Loma back inside of a week, which if you have a new closing deadline or a policy renewal, um, that can be very timely because if the Loma is dated 
before a policy renewal, that qualifies you for an NFIP refund for that entire policy. And so then once we send the LOMA first to the lender so they can update their records, um, we give it to the insurance carrier. And typically within a few weeks, they have their refunds checks in hand. Okay. And then what is the typical, is there any, are there upfront costs? I mean, what does this look like if someone wanted to reach out and explore whether uh, you could potentially help them uh, pull their property out of the flood zone? Sure. So there's no upfront costs and there's no upfront obligation. We're going to do the initial review, um, determine if there's any type of cost savings that can be found. Um, oftentimes we find things that are even if the property can't be removed from the flood zone, there's other engineering scenarios where we can still help benefit the policy. And so then at that point, we provide what the savings opportunity may be and then go under contract uh, with the scope of work for what will be performed. And then the fee schedule is based on uh, the current insurance policy savings. Great. Well, it seems like a no-brainer to reach out to you uh, to explore this a little bit further. So what's the best way for the listeners to reach out to you? They can send me an email directly. My email is dj at nationalfloodexperts.com or they can give me a call uh, 813-540-3493. Great. Well, DJ, I appreciate the time. It was great having you on. Great learning a little bit more about this. I think there's uh, a, a lot of benefit here for investors. Um, so hopefully you have some, some fruitful conversations moving forward. Thank you very much.